be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Branion and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Just now, I remembered part of my dream last night. Okay. Or should I say nightmare? I didn't even know that we were thinking about our dreams and our nightmares. Well... I was going to go a completely different direction, but please, go ahead. No, but I just remembered it. I think that last night I had a nightmare that I was editing the podcast, which just means uploading it onto my computer and doing a write-up. We don't edit it. it's so simple. It's so simple to edit. Well, it can be really simple, but also I... I was having flashbacks apparently because I dreamt that we had like five different places where the roadcaster did static. Oh, and yeah. And I had to cut it out. Carl doesn't know about that. Yeah, we mentioned it. We mentioned it, but I don't think he understands how how pervasive it has been in some episodes. Talk to Carl. It's never been five shifts to go and discipline the children. I don't know. Uh, welcome, Carl. It's great to have you here around the kitchen table. We are discussing the possibility of doing another dry bar episode. I don't know that I'm even supposed to talk about that, but you know, we're friends, so we can mention it. Yeah, the dry bar people are wanting me to do another episode, and so we're contemplating the upside and the downside of that. And the downside is. And this isn't really a downside, but it's it's not a uh, it's not necessarily an upside. So I don't know what it is. But we've talked about how the dry bar uh, experience has been has been good in that it's it's created some exposure. But in in the long run, and if you're talking about just tangible, uh, countable benefits, there haven't been that many. Um, for being in dry bar dry bar has been good for the dry bar brand and hasn't necessarily been good for the individual uh, comedians at least not me now there are some uh, friends of mine who have done really well with dry bar and have uh, it's turned their career around it's been a huge different maker difference maker there you go then you just don't know i don't know if you haven't waited long enough yet for your big moment that's it maybe i'm not gonna maybe it's not gonna pay off for me until i'm dead Right. Maybe I'll be one of these posthumously successful comedians. Well, that's better than the people who were um, posthumously d- declared heretics by the Catholic Church and had their graves dug well, up. Well, there's a possibility that I'll be that, too. And then too. their bones were burnt. <laughs> there's a possibility, <laughs> a possibility that either one of those things could happen still. It's better to have, it's better to have your <laughs> reputation get better after you die. Than, than to have your bones burned. Yeah, than to have your grave burned. <laughs> Desecrated. Desecrated and yeah. your and your remains destroyed. Yeah. So uh, you know, look on the bright side, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I'm not sure. Like I said, either one of those things is still a possibility. Just because I'm posthumously famous doesn't mean that I'm not going to be uh, posthumously In, villainized. Infamous. Yeah. Also. Anyway, so I was just I was killing time, Carl, because, while the peaches went and did whatever it was that she was doing. But uh, I wanted to talk today uh, 
but what are you smiling about? Nothing. Nothing. I feel like you're. I feel like you're distracted. I'm laughing because somebody on your comedy page responded to one of the feminist trolls by just saying, "You're bossy." <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to talk about today's uh, comment because it's. I think it is relevant to the other things that we've been talking about and leading up to the. Uh, you know, we talked last week about modesty. And I talked a couple of times about modesty this week too, but yeah. really modesty is is kind of a sub. It's not sub-topic. modesty. It's not really about modesty. Immodesty. Well, it's not even about immodesty. Indecency. No, it's about the fact that women run the show in the United States now. We don't live in a patriarchy anymore. We live very much in a feminist matriarchy, and th- the fact that you can't even bring up th- there are certain words that you're not supposed to say, and certain topics mm-hmm. you're not supposed to. To breach that's what it's really about it's really about power and control and but they don't they don't present it as that i mean to hear these what several of them commenting under today's uh post were saying that women are still treated horribly oh i know women women are treated and abused women are treated differently than men are treated right and, and like a bossy man is considered successful right somebody actually tried that garbage they somebody did. was like you know i am called bossy or controlling or you know i'm told that i'm i'm being um unlikable because you know because i just know what i want and i don't take no for an answer when, when it comes to my career but right. if a man were to do those things he'd be branded a good leader who's right. very successful. And it's if like, everybody would love him. Have so you ever the, stepped foot in an office building in your life ever? Read the meme at least so that we've got some context for this conversation. Now this is, Carl, this meme is just happened to be the one that I picked. There it's are also old. I shared this meme and was critical of it like probably six or eight years ago. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being timely. No, Uh, well, yes, because people didn't really care to talk about it back then. I didn't really get much of a much pushback then because people weren't. I didn't know that you'd written about this, but this this is one of zillions of possible memes that are just like it. This says, okay, the meme that I was critical of was slightly different flavor. Instead of the women who are labeled dot dot dot, which is what yours says. Mm -hmm. Yours says to the women who are labeled dot dot dot. Mine said. Teach your daughters that when they're called dot, dot, dot. Right. It's the same thing. The same idea. So then it's it's got the word aggressive. If you're called aggressive, keep being assertive. Right. It's not a bad thing. You're not aggressive. You're assertive. You're assertive. Um, If you're called bossy, keep on leading. Keep. You're not bossy. You're leading. You're leading. Your leadership. Um, If you're called difficult, keep telling the truth. Uh, if you're told you're too much, keep taking up space. Keep taking up space. Be more than more than too much. If you're labeled awkward, keep asking those hard questions. Please don't shrink yourself to make people happy. Be yourself. You're beautiful that way. Right. So yeah, the one it, I was critical of is, was talking about daughters specifically. Like we should teach our daughters that when they're called aggressive, they're they're being assertive. Don't call your daughter bossy. Call her a good leader. A leader. Don't call don't her call difficult. Your daughter difficult. Just call tell her, her she's good at at telling the truth yeah that she's a truth teller yeah so uh years ago when i worked at the print shop we, i used to lay out ads for the symphony program and one of the ads came from a local church and their ad was just all black with white letters and the letters spelled out uh words <laughs> you don't say tell us more. I, 
I realized as soon as I said all black with white letters, I'd painted myself into a corner. Uh, it was all black with white wording on it. And the wording was be, be loved, be accepted, be yourself, meet God here. And right. so the, the idea that being yourself is the best possible thing that you can be has, has just ballooned in the culture. It was, well, it was starting, it was, it was happening for years ago. It was happening, but now it's, the, it is like the, the most, the greatest, most beautiful thing you can do is to quote, be yourself. Right. But as you pointed out, it's not totally applied across the board. As you pointed out, it's only women who are really encouraged to be themselves. Right. Men are encouraged to be more like women. Right. Right. And right. and we have to teach our boys not to rape. We just have to teach yes. our girls that you're beautiful and wonderful and you should you don't right. deserve no matter what rape. you wear. Right. No matter what you wear. Right. And no matter how you treat boys. So uh, that church you're a good person. That church advertisement from fifteen years ago needed to be evolved a little bit because at the time I'm sure they thought that they were kind of giving a generic statement for everyone. Of both genders, no, they were writing to women. Come through the doors, but yeah, now we start. We've started to realize that only really resonates with females, right. and so that's why, that's why now it's way more common to see those in you know mommy groups or in feminist support groups or right. Well, and it's the the irony is that that meme was, you know, be be yourself. You're beautiful that way, right. And then, so when I responded as myself, I was not called beautiful right, or, or appreciated. Right. That's and the so point. if you're going to, uh, if you're, if you're going to say that you're not yourself, um, I, 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 I asked the question, well, then who are you? You know, if you, if you've, if you're, if you're shrinking away from who you are in order to quote, make somebody else happy, you know what is it that you're doing? What it what is it? What is it that you are holding back? What is it that you are not doing because it's going to upset somebody else? And and then the question I would ask is, well, if it's making somebody else unhappy, why would you want to do it? Why is it why is it a good thing to be yourself when yourself makes people unhappy? Right. Well, what you said was that actually we shouldn't be ourselves because Jesus had to die for those old selves and that right. we're only really our true self when we've been reborn in his spirit and that's you're about five levels above the heads of most feminists in well that yeah, clearly i had uh, we i had a couple of of people um let's just call them women <laughs> who just could not wrap their heads around what i was saying it, it's just it's fascinating to me it's the same thing when i was writing about modesty Right. You know, it's it's like they just come in and they say, well, men get away with all kinds of stuff. And, and it's like, why? First of all, that's not true. Right. And even if it was true, that doesn't mean that you should be equally as terrible. Right. I'm trying to find, where was that, that comment where the lady was like, oh, yeah, if I was in corporate America, then this man, you know, I'd be celebrated if I were a man. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's down there somewhere well, in the middle. Well, I don't know if she deleted it or if I can't see it because Facebook likes to restrict the number of comments I can see when I'm on my phone because I don't have the app. Oh, I don't have the app either. It could be either of those. It could be either. Well, I just tried to log in as you, too, so I don't know that that's going to help. Oh. I don't think it's going to help you to look. But 
Um, but yeah, that was, that was her whole argument. And I said, that's just not true. Men who are bossy are now called, um, are, are accused of mansplaining and they're called toxic. I mean, that's just, that's been the case for a decade now. Men are not encouraged to be chauvinist pigs because they would be called chauvinist pigs. As soon as they put any sort of authority or assertiveness out there, <laughs> they're told they should be more sensitive and they should maybe cry more and maybe tap into their right. you know feminine side a right. bit. Um, so I don't know what bubble she's living in. Well, I do know. I think that she spends way more time talking to other feminists about what men do than she spends actually paying attention to what's going on in reality, right. where men are not being encouraged to be bossy. They're not being encouraged to be assertive. They're not being encouraged to say true things and all of these other things. Only women are being encouraged to do those things and men are being emasculated and told to sit down and be quiet because the right. only reason they should ever want to do something like that is if they're insecure and right well and, and and if those things are true for men then they're also true for women and that's the problem the double standard is what makes it uh is what makes it insufferable for me because i got called uh judgmental which i'm so used to that now it doesn't even it doesn't even phase me right but the the thing that is fascinating to me and perplexing and and I'll admit a little bit frustrating is that they are oblivious to that hypocrisy. They're they're oblivious to the fact that when you call me judgmental, you are you are judging me. Right. And as I tried to patiently explain to one of my interlocutors today, I said the difference between you and me is I'm not being personal. I'm I'm writing in a generic you without specifying who I'm talking to. Right. And you are calling me out personally. Right. You are you are naming You are names. calling me an incel. You are calling me a closeted gay man who's just insecure and speaking out out of frustration. Oh, yeah, I you did get called that. Me, I forgot oh, about that. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. They're, they're, you are now tagging troll groups, like spam groups, yeah. dozens of them, inviting other people to come who don't even have the context of this conversation, but they're just going to come and pile on because that's the whole point of yeah. spam groups. You tag them and then people show up to like and love the leftist comments right. and to, you know, downvote the <laughs> conservative comments. Yeah. Um, and so like that's, that is all a personal attack against somebody that they have personal vendetta against. Right. Well, those people I can recognize because they, they'll say something like, like incel alert or whatever. And it's like, okay, you didn't even read the article because that it's, that's not even a, that's just a word that you throw at people because it's gotten some traction in the past. I, I would just like to take a moment to be uncharacteristically optimistic. Oh. I think... I don't think anybody wants to hear you be optimistic. That's not what your job is. I'm being optimistic about the state of how crappy the world is. Ah, okay. I think... <laughs> I think that when it comes to you Christians... You have great hope in the hopelessness. Well, I have, I am, I'm encouraged by the church people lately. Because like I said, we've been writing about this type of thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I've been writing about cultural trends for over a decade. And there were things that I was writing about feminists and about um, about the Me Too movement, even before it had a name, before there was a Me Too hashtag. Mm -hmm. I was like, look at what's happening. Look at how they're becoming the thing they hate. Look at how they are now excusing terrible sexual harassing and, behavior and in nobody women. nobody cared about that nobody when you wrote it. Nobody cared then. Nobody, ever, it was, was kind of a shrug and a... 
Well, and they just didn't. They gave me a blank look. I guess the internet equivalent of just blinking at you. Yeah, nobody like, knew why? what I was talking about. And why has she got her that, underwear in a knot about this stuff? That was discouraging. Like that was me feeling very pessimistic and cynical and alone, and it just made me grumpy. <laughs> but now you're feeling encouraged because more people have their underwear in a knot. Yes, <laughs> I'm encouraged because people are waking up, and it's like okay, the divide is getting wider. But but. You know, with that comes more teammates. Some people are, are going over to the other side, but right. it's becoming more and more obvious. And then my side is is becoming more populated with people who are recognizing the same pattern that I've been seeing for a long time. And so looking at your posts lately, we've got well over, you know, 100, 200, 300 likes sometimes and loves. And it's easy to just dismiss those and focus in on the six, you know, trolls who are unhinged, who are posting like 35 comments in in a single thread or, you know, showing up to repeat the same ridiculous nonsense about how you must be talking about little girls then. You must see little girls in a sexual light. And it's like nobody is talking about that. But but that's my point. (laughs) I'm encouraged because you've got 300 people who like and agree with what you're saying and are thanking you for saying it. And they know full well that you're not excusing rape and sexual assault right they, they know that when that person shows up from the troll group from the spam group and repeats their stupid little tropes that are always personal attacks they know what that means they know that you hit a nerve and they don't believe what the person is saying about your character it actually strengthens your argument it, right i'm i'm almost concerned at some point people are going to think we're paying them to come you think that we're and play the devil's advocate. <laughs> you think that somebody's going to accuse us of planting them in yeah, our comic like, group. Like nobody's this stupid. Nobody can be that feminist. Well, honest to goodness, I have had that thought. I've had that thought more than once yeah. where I'm I'm reading somebody's comment and it's like you they can't really be this stupid, can they? Yeah. They have to be playing a game. Well, they I have think, to be I do think you should believe them me. when they say that they've been traumatized. Like I do think when they when they give you their background or they they tell you that they had these horrible atrocities committed against them when they were young women or whatever and they say it damaged me. I think you can believe all of that. Right. Um and so you can feel pity for them when they just are these deeply unlikable, completely irrational, you know, shrieking harpies. I think that you can go, oh, yeah, that might have something to do with well, I, I what will happened. Conf- I will confess that when I get shrieked at by a harpy, uh, compassion is not my knee-jerk reaction. Well, I, I think that it is possible. I, I don't feel warm-hearted towards them. No, I don't feel warm-hearted either. But I do think that I, I am encouraged that others are seeing that behavior. They're, they're starting to recognize, because it used to be, when I first started writing about this, I was concerned that most church people would hear the harpy shrieking, and they would change what they were doing, and change the message of the gospel, and change their... Well, that's what happened. Not, I don't think so. I don't believe that anymore. I think that in 2020, 2021, 2022, that there's been a an increase in the number of church-going Christians who are... So you're talking lately, yeah, like recently. Very recently. Well, I th- I think that it, there's no question, but that the that the church has at least been complicit in this uh, hostile takeover of the uh, philosophy of the culture. Yeah, I don't think that church has those allowed are real churches has I, allowed feminism I, to. No, I well think up. that's feminism. I think that you're mad at feminism, and that there are their feminism sometimes masks itself as a church. But it's not it's everywhere. It's it's even it's in all of the churches except for the except for very few exceptions. Right, but they're not Christians. Are, what I'm saying is I'm now seeing actual Christians who actually recognize 
the feminist takeover mm-hmm. and are calling it out now. You remember when we first started writing 10 years ago? The, the only yes, thing that I'm we not were talking that old. about. I'm not senile. We were talking about how you can't tell people that they shouldn't judge because by doing so, you are judging. Like, yeah. Like 10 years ago. We've been saying this for 10 years. Right. And now other people are saying it too. Like open your eyes and look around at how now the don't judge argument is not even being used very often. It still gets used sometimes, but it's not being used nearly as often as it was 10 years ago because it's not working anymore because the Christians opened their eyes and went, wait a minute, actually Jesus point blank says judge with righteous judgment in scripture. Right. And that just shoots that out of the air when somebody's trying to, somebody's trying to tell me not to judge. Uh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. I, I think that's a valid point, but by the same token, and I know we're not going to focus on those few, those handful of people who are right. who are insane. That is my point. But it's still, it's still out there, and I still find it fascinating that that someone can, in the very same breath, that in, in one breath they say, "Well, if John had, if John wasn't an insecure, uh, I don't remember the other adjective. The ins, it wasn't an insecure. Jerk. I think she's a jerk." Um, Basically, I'm insecure and hypocritical. That was it. If he wasn't an insecure, hypocritical male, he would have said, uh, he would have admitted that you were right. Um, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to deal with that because, and he he would he would admit that you were right, and that if he, and because he doesn't know the particulars of your situation, he isn't qualified to judge. Right. And and a person could actually put that sentence together and hurl it at me right. with no idea of how ironically hypocritical it is to say something like that. Right, but you like didn't that. have to explain that to your followers. No. Like you didn't have to come up, rise up and explain what's wrong with saying you shouldn't judge me unless you know my situation because I think the average Christian now finally understands that that's ironic. They now understand why it's wrong to tell another person you shouldn't judge how it's impossible to not judge and that right. actually our Lord and Savior tells us to judge. Like all of that was was step one a decade ago and people hadn't heard it yet. And when I was writing about it, there were even like, I think sincere Christ following people who were like, you're going to have to run that by me another six times because right. I don't why get it. Why are you writing about it? There was a bunch of people couldn't even understand why you're writing about it. It's like, right. why do you see this as a problem? Well, they hadn't this even like-, like interacted with unbelievers enough at that point to even recognize like I said, having those those harpies out there is actually is helpful. a good thing now because right. people have seen it enough over the last 10 years that they're starting to have the context right. I had right. then. Well, it does, and they, you know, if any of you harpies are listening, uh, <laughs> it actually does justify writing the article in the first place. Right. You know, they show up and they say exactly the sort of thing that I'm criticizing. The same thing you said they'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing I As if you're paying and, them. And one of them, and I, I, I want to kick myself for this because there was one of them who uh, was commenting. And before I wrote back to her, I, I almost dropped you a line in Telegram to say, okay, I'm going to respond to this person. And and she is going to say, oh, as if I as if I care what your opinion is. I, I, I was going to reward her with a like is right. what I was saying. I was saying, I'm going to, if you can point out the irony in your statement, I will reward you with a like. And right. I knew when I wrote that, that the idea of rewarding her would, would trigger her. Yeah. Um, and I, and I almost sent you a note that said, she's going to respond something like, uh, I don't care about getting a like from you. I don't, I don't work for you. I don't whatever. And that's exactly what she did. That was exactly her response. Yep. I, I am just kind of to the point now where I feel like I can rest 
and just watch things unfold more than I felt like I could do that years ago. I feel like... Because you feel like even if you don't say it, somebody else will. Yep. Somebody else is going to come along and say what you said. Yep. One of the things I said to one of the, the feminists That's yesterday true. was just, listen, I you can keep playing dumb like you can keep pretending like it wasn't a feminist quote that you were you were writing about you were writing right. about women who said just right. because i'm being openly sexual doesn't mean that i want sexual treatment from, from you, you which right. is just incoherent nonsense i mean that's just blather <laughs> and so you pointed out why that's silly and right. everybody recognized it. everybody who's a fan of yours yeah. was like yes this is totally true Not thank everybody. you for speaking yeah. thank you for speaking what's right and then these people showed up, you know, who were professional trolls, people who have groups that they belong to, where right. they spend hours. <laughs> Tried to make me day. out to be like the perverted weirdo right. who was calling was like, for. Define yeah. openly sexual. I'm like, no, you were <laughs> the one who said it. Term, you were the you... one who said you were going to be openly <laughs> sexual. And so I said, you know, listen, yeah. you can keep defending sexual harassment when it's being done by women, but I don't consent. The public doesn't consent. No means no. Stop sexually harassing that us. That was actually the end of that comment, too. You shut them down with that. Well, no. she. They came back, and I, but I didn't respond after no. that because I was like, you know, I don't need to. And, and what I told her <laughs> in that comment was, your world is not reality. The average person knows the type of attention-seeking, horrible woman, you know, victim-minded victim woman that, that this post is talking about and right. we don't hyperventilate or freak out when somebody points it out like we know the type of woman that that post is right. referring to and so you're not going to get very many allies here unless you keep tagging your, your troll <laughs> right. groups you're going to well, have to bring your own people it's so, right it's so lame it's so it's so obviously wrong with, to have them saying well you did you, you Girls should be able to wear whatever they want, dress however they want, and it's up to a man to control himself. Those are the same people who are freaking out about uh, Hugh Hefner's treatment, of, you know, that documentary on uh, whatever it is, A&E or Netflix or whatever. The Inside the Playboy Mansion. It's like, can you believe how horribly he treated these women? And it's like, yeah, I can totally believe it. That's what I'm talking about right now, and you're telling me that I'm being... Uh, it, it telling me I'm being a pervert. You're telling me that I'm demeaning women, and it's like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. What what I'm encouraged by, and what I'm being optimistic about, is that I can now say with confidence, your world is not reality, and and I can say the average person here, at least on this page, is not going to is not going to go along with you. You're not going to find allies for that argument here. Whereas you know, 12 years ago, 10, 11, 12 years ago, I couldn't say with confidence. You're not going to find allies for this um, because I think that people just didn't have enough context and they didn't like the average church person was not on social media enough or wasn't prepared for handling what they found on social media enough that that I could trust them to be discerning or I could trust them to um, to understand what was going on when a feminist showed up and made these arguments like the knee jerk reaction for Christians back then was always to to assume responsibility, to assume, you know, wrongness, right. to apologize and all of these things. And again, and you I, don't think that that's still, I recognize that it still happens. I think that's still the majority of I, people. I, I know. Don't, I don't think it is anymore. You think the pendulum has swung the other direction I, to I where people. I don't think it's to the other side. I don't think it's, you think it's in the middle swung, but I think it's stopped you swinging. Think it, you think it's a 50, 50 split now. Well, I think that, that, yeah, it's, it's different than it was when we first started writing. I think that it has shifted from almost 
almost constant ignorance on the behalf of, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ. It, almost everywhere I looked, even people who were really trying to seek God's will on things and to be truthful, like even those people. They just were not that far down the road They just yet. didn't have the experience. Right. So, That's true. That's true. There, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for experiencing... Uh, depravity depravity or yeah. i was i was going to try to say de for actually defending your faith in in some manner but it's the same thing it's it's when you're forced to to articulate your beliefs when you're right. forced to actually think about what you believe and then and then do the hard thing which is convey those thoughts to another person right uh it is it's really hard right. at first and we talked and you, about you that grow too. when you practice like we it. talked about how we really owed the atheist trolls, you know, sort of a debt of yes. gratitude because there were many, many hard conversations that we had to get through and processing that we needed to do in order to be more firm in that's, our own foundation. Yeah. And that's things, those yep, yep, are yep. things that the average Christian wasn't doing at the time. Well, those things that the average Christian was, was even afraid to do because right. a lot of average Christians were, they, they didn't want to look stupid. And they didn't want to have their faith questioned because they were afraid that their faith was going to right. fall apart. Right. They were right. afraid that it would that they would deconstruct and become like the atheists. Yes. Um, which, which some of them did. Which sometimes a valid <laughs> Some of them absolutely did that. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is that I think that now um, people are starting to take their places on one side of the divide or the other. And that now when you've got... I'm, I'm not as concerned when I see... Hordes of angry feminist trolls showing up on your post. I'm not as concerned that I need to do damage control. Well, some of those, uh, some of those groups. I didn't go and look at all of them, but some of those troll groups that were tagged only had 30 members in them. Well, I'm sure because who's going to belong to to groups that have <laughs> expletives in the name or they're literally about? I looked up one of them. I never heard the word like eagle blooding or something like did you what look that, that up i didn't look it up what is it it's it's an old like medieval torture device where they would teach they would train eagles to like tear apart <laughs> victims while they were alive and that's what that's what this girl suggested i needed you needed i needed yes. to be torn asunder by an eagle it was like some old medieval woman's name like leda <laughs> come bring your eagle this man wants to be bloodlet or something like that We've got a man who needs to be ripped apart. Yep. Bring your eagle. Right. That's that's what we're dealing with. It's a it's a kill this guy party. Bring your own eagle. B Y O E. Yeah. And so that's that's why they're not able to attract large groups of people. But that's my point. Like, oh, it does make me happy to know that there's not more than thirty people in that group. Right. I don't want to spend a lot. I of would time. be dismayed if there were five hundred thousand members of. I don't want Blood to spend eagle. a lot of time interrupting them from making <laughs> fools of themselves. Like, I don't want to talk to them when there's not, they're a minority now. Like, I actually agree. <laughs> I agree with them when they say, oh, there's not, I'm marginalized. There's not very many of us. It's like, yeah, that's the point. It's yeah. you against the rational, the rational sane world. Still, the, the, the majority of people are telling you, you telling you that you are in, in an insufferable harpy and you right. keep insisting. And you just keep trying to slap them into submission yeah. of your terrible worldview. <laughs> you think, well, what if I sick an eagle on you? <laughs> Will that make me a better person? <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me I'm bossy. Yep. Uh, this bird will scratch your eyes out. This is just good leadership, white man. <laughs> I'm a good leader. I'm just assertive. I just, I would rather just let them talk 
And oh boy, do they, they will post like five times in a row in, in like Those 30 are my favorite. seconds. Yeah. Boom, 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 I've, boom, I've boom. taken to waiting after they'll post something. I'll wait 10, 15, 20 minutes or an hour because they, you know, when they're really spinning, yep. they'll post one after the other or they'll edit. They yep. will, they'll post a thing and then they'll edit it five minutes later and then they'll edit it again five minutes, minutes later. later. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. like, this is really in your head, isn't it? Yep. Or they'll tag you again. If you don't respond fast enough, they'll keep tagging. So are you going to come? So are you going to defend yourself? Are you going to so? have your daughter defend you? Are you going to respond to my absolutely batty comments? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think I will. I think I'm just going to let them speak for themselves. Are you going to respond to my crazy comment? <laughs> yeah. So that's. That's, this has been encouraging thoughts with the peaches. I, my favorite ones are my. Oh, I've got so many favorites, but I like when they when they accuse me of hiding from them and letting you fight my battles for me. Well, as I mean, if as if I am as if I'm dictating to you what your course of action is. It's so they don't understand that hypocrisy either. Right. It's like, well, you're coming to defend your father. It's like you're so you're suggesting that she's not a. Uh, a woman with a mind of her own who could do what she wants. She well, I usually say, why would I need to defend him? You're not attacking him, right? <laughs> and then they have to either admit that you don't need to be defended oh. because they're not, you know, they're One not the... doing anything wrong or aggressive. Or they have to say, yeah, I've been slapping at him all this time and you keep getting in the way. Get out of the, the way, way so and I can he... hit him. Plus, he doesn't seem to be bothered. It doesn't seem to be hurting him. Yeah, well, I'm, I am not, like I said, I'm, I am trying to kind of back off and and you know be very much more sparing with my comments to that point there was somebody who responded to her she said something like well for somebody who is so opposed to judging you're doing an awful lot of it on here yeah and her response to him was i'm just giving john a taste of his own medicine yeah which is um which is completely oblivious to Right. To well, what is being told to her. Yeah, well, like like seven, eight years ago, I would have written a blog post, like I did write a blog post, about how the people who are accusing others of like narcissism are usually the most narcissistic. Mm -hmm. The people who are accusing others of, you know, needing a taste of their own medicine are the ones doing the most damage in the world. I mean, they don't, they totally dispense with the golden rule. They're not thinking of others in a way oh, that they can yeah. try to do what's right for them and good for them. They're all about vengeance. They're all about, you know, trying to exact, ex uh, exert power and um, cause pain. Right. And where does that come dislike. from? Why, I mean, I, I am suspicious because of the way I write. I don't name names. I've, I've never called anybody out personally that they are, they're responding because because I basically nailed them. They, uh, my description is exactly who they are, and they're feeling right. convicted. Well, they're, about that. They wouldn't be mad at me unless unless I was saying things about them, it right? It comes from sin. It comes from a place of self-centeredness. Like the scripture is just full of descriptions of people who are depraved and lost and, and who aren't interested in worshiping God, and they're not interested in correction and discipline and knowledge. They're only interested in... Um, violence and right but, but these are the people at least this particular person who i'm speaking of uh identifies as a christian it has mentioned it a couple of times yeah, that's not i don't care no i i know <laughs> i'm 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 saying for carl's benefit that you're going to run into these people from time to yeah, time who are going to a, tell you that they're christians the and, scriptures tell you what a christian looks like that's what i'm saying the the, the people who are seeking 
wisdom and knowledge and they have discernment and they're growing in the fruits of Christ's spirit. Like all of that is written. That's the bulk of the Bible really right. is distinguishing between the two camps. Right. And you so know I a tree by its fruit. But so what right. do we do with those people? Do we, do we just from the get go treat them as, as pagans? I don't really have, I don't think that there's a different way to treat people. Like I, I think that treating all people, I think you just say true things. Well, and how do we talk to them? You say true things and then right. how they respond to the truth will tell you what kind of person you're dealing with. And, you know, people who say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Like, it's, it's very easy, in my opinion, to tell if they're saying I'm a Christian because they think it's yet another thing that's going to give them leverage and that's going to help them beat other people. It's, is it true? Or if, they, if they really love Christ. Because I don't think that that woman knows who Jesus is. Personally, uh, and I, I, I just thought about this as you were describing that, I'm a person who's really reluctant to to say to utter the phrase i am a christian i mean that's not my that's not my thing that i say because i'm aware of how uh of how dubious it is how how it's going to be like if someone has to tell me that they're a christian i'm suspicious of them because i should be able to tell i should be able to tell that you're a christian by the way you talk well you shouldn't have to announce it is that fair no, I think you're letting feminists control your conversation. Mm. And I think that we have a tendency to go to the other extreme because we don't mm. want to be confused with progressives. I, I don't... I well, don't, if I was to tell this person that I also am a Christian, then where would that get us? She would She would say what? Uh, it doesn't... I don't know. But that's, again, I don't care what the person who is not a Christian and who lies about their Christian status thinks or says. Like, mm. I don't think that we should... I don't think that we should determine how we talk or let their behavior influence our our tactics at all. I don't think that we should be trying to figure out what you don't they would think we say. should. You you don't think that we should be careful if we know that the that a certain phraseology or a certain way of communicating is going to be misunderstood. You don't think we should avoid it. Saying I'm a Christian, I don't think mm-hmm. you should avoid saying I'm a Christian. No, I don't. I think that that's well, saying allowing... I'm a Christian as justification for. Uh, uh, for expressing whatever it is I'm expressing, for as to say I'm a Christian is is a uh, is a checkmate move from people from from many people. It's, it's like saying God told me this. You know, well I'm a Christian. As well, a Christian, no, this is what I think I should do. You are a Christian, and you can't prove that God told you something. Like say say true things. You are a Christian, and so you can say that you are a Christian mm-hmm. whenever you want. <laughs> whenever it's uh, applicable and right. hopefully it's applicable all the time. Hopefully that fact influences absolutely everything that you're saying all the time. Um, I don't want people to co-op the phrase. I'm a Christian. I don't want to let the dark side take over that phrase. I'm a Christian just because I'm afraid that people are going to misunderstand that statement. That's what I'm saying. Right. I think that, I think that if it's true, it's fair game and that you say true things and then let, well, Other I have people. said it before. It's not like I've like I've avoided that that phrase entirely. Let other people decide I've what they're going to do with the truth, and it, and it doesn't usually take long. There are some people who will come on your page and they'll say, "Ouch, you know, wow, this is hard hitting truth." But I needed it this week. I know right. that I've been guilty of this or that before. Those are Christians, right? Those are people who who know Jesus when they well, say, "Yes, point. I, I, this is hard word, but a good word. This is, you know, this so is something that." 
all of us would do well to remember, and I know I've forgotten it a time or two, you know. Those are the kinds of things that people who are comfortable with the gospel message Well, that's say. the way that I would respond to things that I've, if, if somebody else had written what I wrote, that's how I would respond to it. Right. And and 95% of the things that that I say that are quote unquote judgmental, um, I've also applied to myself. So I'm not exempting myself from any of the things that I write about. When I say people should live modestly, people should behave modestly, Right. Um, I'm including men and even myself in that statement. I'm not just wagging my finger at women. Correct. But again, you should be able to take courage and take encouragement from the fact that you don't actually have to explain that to most people. The vast majority of the people who are reacting to your post lately got it. They understood. That's true. And that it doesn't make any sense to to spend too much time being distracted by the trolls because that's the whole point. That's what they're it, trying to it, do. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to spend a whole lot of time making sure no children are left behind. It's like it's like when my kids are bickering and the younger ones are like teasing Colin. Colin is always the target of the taunting and the teasing. Do you know Colin's why? Colin's a butt face. Colin's a butt <laughs> because face. Because he reacts. Because he reacts to it. And it's right. like I don't know how many times I've explained to him that the whole point is for the child to get a reaction out of you. Right. That's they don't the care. Point. They don't care whether it's true or they not. They just want to watch true. you freak out. And so in knowing that, you should be able to go, oh, this is good news. Most of the people in this house don't think I'm a butt face, right. including the person <laughs> including saying the that person I'm a butt calling face. calling me a butt face. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such a, that's 101. That's, that's basic Entry level, first level anti-bullying, anti-bullying stuff. Yeah, that how you, do I get myself to be resilient to once, the bullying? Yeah, once you realize that, Carl. Once, once you actually internalize the fact that people who are insulting you are just trying to get under your skin. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. And if you don't give them a reaction, you win. It's like a superpower. Yep. It's like a. It's like X Men power. Yep. And what you're doing on social media and what I've done on my blog and, you know, on on this podcast, we try to talk in generalities about an idea or a concept or a type of person or a type of sin that in some cases we have been guilty of ourselves. And that's what we criticize. We try to attack these sinful behaviors Always. Um, and patterns that we see in the culture that are not for our good, that Always. are not bringing us closer to God. Because and so we're doing those things. And in the midst of that, as we're doing a good work to try to shed light on a bit of darkness, you've got these little kids showing up to say, John's an insecure incel. John, John is a butthead. John's, John's a closeted gay right. guy. Right. La, 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 it's a distraction. It's distracting. It's not true. Right. It's not helpful. But if you let well, it, well, it is kind of helpful. To well, it's helpful our because we can point to it and say, "See, this is what we're talking right. about." Like, look at that. Look, this you know, when the bratty kids come out of the woodwork, that right. you must have struck a nerve. So, from that perspective, it's helpful. But, but the last thing we would ever do is let a person like that hurt our feelings. Right. They right. are they are shooting Nerf guns at us, right. and so to pretend that there is any danger or any possibility that they're going to harm us right. is a well, waste of time. And for years, I've been struggling with like the boundary line between censoring, allowing them to speak, giving them a platform so that people can see the stupidity, which mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of benefit to, and then also 
keeping them from completely taking over. Because what would happen is when you would let those comments stand, you couldn't trust the Christians. <laughs> right. Then to all the, the decent maturely. people would leave. They well, wouldn't come around anymore. The decent people would leave or they would they would try to engage. And so then it would just everybody would get distracted all at the same time. Like the troll would be successful. That's where Don't Feed the Trolls came in. Right. Dragging the conversation off topic. Yeah. They would actually manage to get everybody all worked up and focused on a completely different subject. Right. And now we're all defending like whether Christ actually rose bodily from the grave or something. I don't even know how. Jesus was fictional. One of the conversations. Prove it. Prove he was actually a real person. One of the blog posts or all of the blog posts in your old blog used to go back to uh, the Exodus. Yes. I was finally like. That is it. We have talked. We're not talking about the Exodus anymore. We have anymore. talked enough about the Exodus. I will not allow you. Well, the Exodus was actually, I've become somewhat of an Exodus expert because of the, yeah. those trolls. You read a stupidly long book. I read a stupidly long book that was recommended by the atheists, and I'm sure that none of them actually read it. And uh, and yeah, I, I kind of I kind of have some... Some right. insight about right, the but my point is so that so good came from that. So God taught you some things about the Exodus as a result of these he conversations. Did. And I only struggled with when do I shut it down? Like when do I stop that? Because you would have five hundred comments under your blog post, and they would only be from the same six people. Yes, and most of them would be personal attacks. Most of them were just <laughs> profanity, and occasionally like a nude photo and, of Jesus and porn. Yeah. Right, nothing. None of them were actually substantial in any yeah. relative way. And so like relevant way. I was I was a little bit stressed <laughs> back then because I always had this like tension between the two sides. Yeah, you didn't have as many kids back then. So now well, you, your priorities are different now. Well, no, I'm saying now the culture has has shifted in a way that I feel comfortable going if if that crazy person shows up on your Facebook page, the people who are going to get it are going to get it. They're going to recognize yeah. him for being crazy or her for being crazy. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's, you know, it does feel it does feel very satisfying to see people um, who I don't even know articulating my point of view right. for me to these people in the comment section. Right. There are people who are just like, well, Johnson, it's like, no, what he actually said is blah, blah, blah. And right. it's like, yeah, that's what I said. Right. <laughs> and I don't even need to defend myself anymore. Exactly. That's my point. My whole point is that people in the church are more experienced with this stuff now and they get it better than they did then. Right, right. Well, this is, uh, at the end of the day, this is the value of having a well-developed sense of humor because you can pick up on the, you, you can spot lunacy and you can spot folly and you can spot silliness and depravity when you're, uh, when, when you're tuned towards uh, towards comedy. Well, let's laugh at it more then. Let's spend more time laughing at it and less time having to do serious apologetic work with these people. Do you think that I've been overly serious about it? I don't know. I'm just saying let's laugh more. That's a conversation for another time, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Bye, Carl. Who cares what you think? <laughs>「Visiting the Comedian's House」If you want to spend more time with our family you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time!